Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. I love when I get to introduce you to some of my oldest friends and mentors and people that I've looked up to for years. And that is the case with Victoria LeBaum. She is a Hall of Fame speaker, which is how I know her from the National Speakers Association. Someone that I admired for years and somebody that I would say is truly one of the best platform presenters on the planet. And it all speaks to what she does. I mean, she was a performing artist who was originally trained directly under the world-renowned Marcel Marceau. She is magnificent in keynotes. She's the creator of programs that help people with this. But the reason that she's on the show now is because she is releasing her first official traditionally published book is called Risk Forward, Embrace the Unknown and Unlock Your Hidden Genius. And so we're gonna talk about building your personal brand in a world of uncertainty, accessing your inner genius, and just hearing her story about how she has built this extraordinary reputation and personal brand. So Victoria, welcome to the show. Hello, Rory, and hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, we've got so many interconnectivity points. You've been to our events before, right? So the people in our community should know about you and should meet you. And I wanted to just kind of like start off with a little bit about your personal brand and unlocking your inner genius or unlocking your hidden genius, which is, I think, one of your taglines, a subtitle of the book. And I want to talk about the presentation part of things, because that to me is like part of where you came from. You and I have that shared interest in And a lot of people listening, they're either doing virtual webinars, virtual keynotes and stuff like that. And and I think when it comes to making that pivot from on stage live in front of humans to now virtual keynotes and webinars and things, how do you make that transition? And what are some of the things that we can do to just kind of like still over deliver as presenters, even though a lot of what we're doing these days is virtual? So great question. It's really how do we create the virtual experience to have some of the pizzazz that we are used to? Well, it all begins with taking creative risks. Mm. Uh, I have a session I do called Risking Forward on Camera. And, you know, if you think about what you can do on stage, what can be translated? And there are all kinds of ways. You know, there's a lot of technology out there that people are using, e-cam and green screen and different camera angles and different mics and music and instruments. And part of what I like to help people do as well, though, is really take what's within them, their hidden genius, and bring that out. So that's your content and your creative expression that only you do in the way that you do that distinguishes your brand. That's part of what Risking Forward is. How can you create and communicate with the unexpected twist, the unexpected twist that distinguishes your brand? And that's a core tagline of mine because everyone can put up a green screen, but what can only you do? And how can you do it in your own way? So that starts with your personality, your past, your passion. I call it the prism effect. In each of us is a full spectrum of colors. So what are the things that make you distinct and different? 
you know, what stories, what props, what examples, what physicality, what expressions, how do you pull so you don't look like everyone else from everyone else's perspective? That's interesting in terms of it's not so much an external thing of like a camera angle or lighting or, you know, something fancy I'm doing on the screen, but you're talking about accessing the internal uniqueness or one of the terms we use around Brown Builders Group all the time, which I originally got from you is through line, this idea of the through line of your, of your message. We usually talk about that term related to your content. When you say I take a creative risk, what is the thing that only I can do? How do I find that? Or is it just asking, okay, what stories can I tell that are unique to me? What props can I use? What physicality? Does it basically just come by asking myself those questions, then just giving myself permission to just go, yeah, let's act on that crazy idea? I mean, is it as simple as that? Well, yeah. I mean, part of it is trusting that the, the the things that are different and weird about you are often valuable. I mean, Sally Hogshead, our good friend, has a whole phrase called, you know, different <laughs> is better, you know. I love that. Uh, yeah, that yeah, is such a great she, line. Different is better. We're talking about different as being better for a long time. And it's just, it, it's true. Not in a terrible way, but it, it, there's so much value. And what happens is, in, I talk about this in the book, Risk Forward, and I talk about this in my program, Rock the Room, is we shave off parts of who we are to fit into a mold. So for me, I'm extremely physical. And, you know, there are all kinds of things I can do with my body, but other people are more visual, you know, and some people have instrumental skills and some people have comedic skills. So it's really accessing what's unique and different to you and, and bringing that out. In terms of taking those creative risks, I always encourage people to do what I call as a micro risk because you don't want to go out in front of a thousand people on a Zoom or on a video recording or a webcam and try something new for the first time. I mean, you could. Oh, this is, I'm glad you're saying this because I was going to ask you about this. So you're, you're not testing it out in front of like the largest audience you've ever been in front of. Right. I mean, any comedian will tell you two things. Number one, and this is my background as a performing artist, a comedian and a a movement artist is that, you know, you're either going to do one of two things. You're either put new content between two time tested pieces of material so that if it sags, if you tank, you're out quickly. So you put it in there and then you recover. But more importantly than that, the first time you do it should not be in front of your biggest, most important audience. Mm. Comedians tour their work across the country in small clubs before they bring it to Broadway. Same thing with shows. And it's the same for us as presenters. What we do is we try it out with a few friends. We try it out with a couple colleagues. Is it working? We, we refine it over time and we increase the size of that audience. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I literally, my original Toastmasters club, which is where, you know, like my speaking journey started, Cherry Creek Toastmasters, they, I, last night I sent them a video. They asked, they asked if I would do a video of what 15 years later, how it, it shaped my life. And I told them that my best jokes today are the ones that I originally wrote the first renditions or versions for my icebreaker speech in front of eight people at my local Toastmaster club. And, you know, I think that's interesting. I mean, you're, you're saying that as like every comedian knows that's a good reminder, even for me. And I'm sure some people listening have never heard that don't put new content, put it in between two things so that you can recover and, and don't test it out on the world's biggest stage. So I, I think that's, I think that's handy. Now, on the topic of risk in general, risking is risky. And so no matter if it's even just writing a book or even doing a virtual presentation or maybe talking about a different topic or going live like is a big thing right now, like it's risky to go live on social because you can't edit it. 
Talk to me about the emotional side of dealing with risk or managing risk. Even it could be in a business like, hey, I want to I want to launch a new funnel or you do something I've never done, paid advertising. All of these concepts are there is a fear of uncertainty, which I know is more about what risk forward is kind of about. So like, how do I navigate the emotional side of uncertainty? Right. Well, I'll start by explaining where the term risk forward was born. Years ago, as you mentioned in my introduction, I studied with the French mime Marcel Marceau. And people love to joke, oh, you're a speaker, but you studied mime, which is a stupid joke. <laughs> you want... <laughs> it actually took me a second to get it. I was like, what? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Now I see. Now I see. Yeah. I always tell people, be careful not to say the obvious because you lower your status. It's like if someone's last name is... <laughs> right? <laughs> That is so funny. I've never heard that. I love that. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's true. If someone's really tan, don't say you're really tan. If someone's last name is hamburger, don't make a joke about it. Like, cause they've, they've guaranteed they've heard it. So right. have I heard mime jokes? Yes. Do I need to hear them? No, because when I do, I'm like, okay, you are now in the category of a certain that, type. You're that guy. Uh-huh. You're that guy. So you don't want to be that guy. In any event, I studied with Marcel Marceau and there was a type of movement he called risque avant. And it was, it was a way of being almost like the sail of a boat. You know, you were arched open with the wind, your body. And for those of you listening who can't see me, I'm, my body is arched open like the wind. And it was, it felt very exposed and a little scary. Uh, and I've come to think of that as a philosophy for how we approach our work and our life. Mm. And I re-termed it risk forward and trademarked it years ago. And it's really, how do we go forward heart open even if we're a little off balance, because the mistake that we each make, and part of what I address in the book is that we think we should always be clear. We think we should always have a plan. We think we must have a goal if we're going to succeed. And having worked with so many people from top executives at Starbucks and PayPal, these are my clients, the C-suite at these companies like Microsoft, Starbucks, PayPal, entrepreneurs running multi-million dollar brands, speaking on Oprah's stage, artists from Hollywood, I've learned that many of them didn't always have clarity or a plan. And so while it's good to have some idea, sometimes you can meet with great success without always knowing where you're heading. And we all have that experience in our lives. And that's what Risking Forward is about. And it's lots of stories and examples and tools and principles from the arts to help you navigate through that not knowing, through that period of uncomfortableness, discomfort, to find your best way forward. And so whether it's to your point, you know, you're launching a new funnel or you're putting together a new blog or podcast, there's a ton of unknown. And what we do is often we grasp for like the, the, the simplest, or the most convenient way out or what everyone else is doing instead of finding what's original to us, even if it's not been done before. Hmm. I love that. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon.
is the translation of what Marcel used to say, is it, does it translate directly as risk forward or is it not really the direct translation? Not really. I mean, it was my interpretation of it. I mean, okay. risk is obviously risk and Eval means in front of. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that means before it, Eval means before or in front of. So that concept of even just applying these principles of the arts to the way that we live and the way we make business decisions is to kind of like be willing to almost like listen to the way you feel pulled in the direction and not necessarily just what is clear because it's of what has been done before. Correct. And in a world of COVID, I mean, this is our life. I mean, our everything like in this moment at the time of this recording, which is before your book is coming out, we are living in a complete world of uncertainty. Like nobody knows what's going to happen next month or in the next six months. It's just like, right. this is the world that we live in. It seems like somehow, and I would say this about you as a friend, you've been able to give yourself that permission to just kind of like explore the wonder of that rather than to fight against it. You know, would that be accurate to say? It is accurate to say. And my life is, I, I'm, pleased and, and humbled to say that my life has been extraordinary. The career I've had, the successes I've had, the personal successes I've had have led so many people to say to me, how'd you get to where you are? What was your plan? And I always say, I didn't have a plan. You know, I did what was next. And I learned that in my life from my parents. And I'm here to tell you, <laughs> I am living proof. And the people in the book are living proof that there are all kinds of other ways forward. And it's freeing to people. It's freeing. And I think it also depends on what you value. If what you're after is status, you might not take as many risks. And it, mm -hmm. oddly, it's the risk taking that's going to get you there. Same thing with finance. You know, if you're trying certain mechanisms to generate a ton of sales, but the word, my word, back to the, your, the through line is not pure, it's not going to last long. And so we're always coming back to what's, what's truthful, what's that inner current. And this may sound woo-woo, but I have worked with the top executives, as I mentioned, and this translates and it is redirected companies, it is redirected teams, it's redirected entrepreneurs and artists of all kinds to come back to that because it's the pure path forward. I would second that. One of my friends here in Nashville is a guy named Jeremy Cowart, who is a, he is an artist. He is one of the best photographers in the world and shoots Taylor Swift. He shot the Pope. I mean, just amazing. And I remember one time he like did this, there were some fires in Tennessee and he went and took pictures of the houses that burned down and just to like showcase to the world, like how devastating this was. I asked him, I was like, dude, where did you come up with the idea to do it? And he said, I just felt it. I just, and he said that everybody has those crazy ideas. The difference between me and everyone is I actually listen to them. That's right. And Jeremy is an artist. And I would say right now I have two personal friends that are billionaires, which is a recent thing. I've, I've interviewed several of them, but there's actually two that I now know personally and interact with on a fair, fairly regular basis. And I would say these are business billionaires, like business. And I would say this is true about them. Yes. They literally, in both cases, they were both told that what they were doing was stupid. It made right. no sense. It was right. ridiculous. It would never, ever work. And so it's like, there's not that much different. You know, I think being an entrepreneur is being an artist. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the argument I make in the book. And 
exactly that. The successes we've each had, and I think anyone listening can think back on their lives, some of the most extraordinary successes that you've had happened when you were following that. And there are many, many stories of that. When you took that creative risk, even though you didn't know where it was going to lead, but it felt like the right thing to do, either morally, ethically, or just creatively, curiosity-wise. And that, as I always say to my clients, one of three things will happen when you risk forward. And they're all good. Either you'll discover the idea is terrific, and it'll come out to be something like your friend with the photographs. Yeah. Uh, Number two, it will be the step that leads to the next one. And so you'll realize that wasn't quite it, but it took you down the right path and you wouldn't have seen the right path had Mm. you not taken that step. For my case, it was doing stand-up comedy. I thought, oh, this is my thing. This is many, many years ago. I took that step forward and I realized that wasn't it, but it was actually my trying to get into a comedy club uh, show. I was trying to audition for the HBO Aspen Comedy Festival and I was in a comedy club thinking that was my path. Mm. And someone from the speaking world saw me and said, Victoria, you should come and be a speaker. Who would have thought? So it's following that step. So that's the second thing. And the third, possibly the most important of all, is that they say the number one regret of the dying is that they didn't take more risks. People say, I lived life on other people's terms. I didn't take the risk I wanted. I never tried X or Y or Z. And you don't want to die wishing you'd taken more risks. So risking forward is all about finding what's ahead by stepping forward into it, even if you don't know. Hmm. How do you balance this idea of having a plan? Because that's something we do. I do this in my life. We teach people to do it. It's like we do set targets. We do have goals. We do, you know, we have a budget for our company that we have to operate by. Like there are KPIs and there are new initiatives and we have project management. And, you know, these are things we do that have helped us scale at least to where we have been. How do you balance the idea of goals and planning, but also what you're saying, which is more of risk-taking and an intuition or right. uh, creativity. Like, yes. how do you reconcile these two? Or do you, do you think one is right and one is wrong? Or do you, do you think there's some type of a balance? And ha- how, do you, how do you find your way there? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's a both and type of scenario. I'm all for goals and plans and clarity. And I have that with this book. I have this with projects in my business and in my personal life. What I'm addressing is the in-between when we're between moments of clarity. Hmm. So let's say you're coming up with the plan for your year, or you're coming up with how you want to approach your new podcast or your new speaker demo or your new blog as you're in what I call in the book, the fog of not knowing, it's how you embrace that fog, embrace the unknown, as I say in the subtitle of the book, that will determine your success. And most people are so uncomfortable with not knowing that they want to make a plan as quickly as possible. And that's where we screw up. So in a personal life, it'd be like the woman who's 29, who says she has to get married by the time she's 30, Mm -hmm. looks around, sees her two viable candidates and picks one, even though it's not right. That's, you see that happen all the time. I have many friends who got married because they were scared and they wanted something in place. And 10 years later, they're divorced and it's messy. The same thing in our work. We don't want to be in the phase of not knowing. People are afraid. So they make a decision really quickly. I'm going to go this direction or we're going to do that. And when we make that commitment, the potential for loss, opportunity cost, stress, money, time, creative expression that goes down the tubes. And we've all had those moments in our lives where we've committed to something out of fear because we want to look clear. 
Mm. and everyone else is doing it. And then two years later or two months later, we realize what was propelling us forward was not something from within and something that lit us up, but something that we thought we should do from the outside. And that's what I want to help people save themselves from. Because I have seen it around the world and I've spoken around the world in Japan and Brazil and France. There's so much that's lost and there's so much sameness, homogeneity. And you see it in all industries. And this is risking for it. It's all about breaking through that and doing it the way only you can. Yeah. I mean, I think this message of taking creative risk is going to stick with me. And gosh, there's just so many examples of this in my life. And it it's such a relevant time for this conversation because we like are living in such uncertainty right now. And yet that's why like there's more millionaires made in down markets than ever before is all these opportunities emerge. And if you just kind of like listen to it and step in that direction. So I want to tell everybody this. All right. Now, this won't apply to all of you because we're releasing this episode before Victoria's book comes out. And if you happen to hear this in this this little window, so your book comes out on March 16th. 16th. If you go now, either way, you're going to get some good things. But if you go before March 16th, if you go to riskforward.com forward slash book, there are some incredible bonuses that she is giving away both here on the emotional side related to, you know, like working through uncertainty, but also there's some real practical things related to some of her genius in terms of being a physical performer, which are just extraordinary. So if you go to riskforward.com forward slash book, by the way, if you're international, you can also order, which is rare. She's got an international thing set up. If it's after that date, it's totally fine. You could still go there. You're going to get some bonuses and some extra resources that she has included. But if you get this before, you've got a little window to go check it out. So riskforward.com forward slash book is where we will put it. I'm giving a shameless plug here for my friend that I've known for years who you can see her wisdom and, and how graceful and in touch she is with exploring this artistic side. And I believe that it will help you unlock your hidden genius. And that's why I want to encourage you to at least go check it out, right? Plus, it's a great opportunity, as always, to go see how someone is executing her pre-launch and doing her launch and how she does her book website. So other than that, Victoria, is there anywhere you would point people to or, or anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, well, that's it. That's the website. We have an amazing video up there that's one minute and 40 seconds, which shows a bit more of what the book looks like, because here's the thing. This is not a typical book. It breaks the mold of what a book is. It's an experience. Every page is different. You can read the book in any order. Each chapter is unique unto itself. Mm. There isn't a book like this that I've seen. It is my ability of bringing through, and this is what I want you each to do for yourself. Take your different sides. I took my background in arts and in performance and in poetry and in business and in entrepreneurship, and I put it all together into a book experience. That's my style. What's your style? How do you do it? Not like me, but like you. And so check out the book, not to copy it, because that would be a bummer, because it wouldn't be you, but to do what you do in the way only you can. And that's what's going to distinguish you. So this is all about, as I say in the book, at the edge of not knowing, because I didn't know how I was going to do this book in the beginning, but then it became clear as I stepped into it. So at the edge of not knowing is the beginning of the extraordinary. 
So trust yourself, risk forward, put those ideas out there. I have tons of tools in the book for how to do that. I'm so excited. If you're ordering this before the book launches, we have a book team that you can be part of. You get inside behind the scenes of what's happening. But thank you, Rory, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. You're a stellar human being. Love it. Thank you, Victoria. We wish you all the best with your launch and far, far beyond. We'll be watching closely. So good luck. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 